Ketubot of Kavdal, the last thing we're discussing, two men walk into Betin, both claiming they're Kohanim. We don't believe them, but if they they testify on each other, Tanakama says they are believed. The Biuda says you can't make someone a Kohen based on one uh, one ayed. Rabbi Azar said that's only when someone's claiming against him, but otherwise you could. And a bunch of women, Gamliel, in the name of Rabbi Shimon Askan, said you are Malet Kuna, I'll be one ayed. And we had like about four Mishnayot that mentioned the whole case of Pesha, Asar, Pesha, Etir, and why do we have to mention each case? And the Gemara explained, the first one, when a person is saying that uh, this land used to be a dead, but I bought it off him, there's a loss of money. And the second one that says witnesses saying that uh, we signed this, but it was by force. That had nothing to do with their own pocket. A woman who said that I was an Eshetish, but I got divorced. Maybe that's already an Isra, that's a different level. And with that, we are starting Kavdal, Damud Aleph. Third line in, first word on the line where it says Nishbeti Utora Ani. That next Mishnah where it says Nishbeti, I was taken into captivity by the Imtahor, we believe Ralam Ali. Why do I need that? You already told me by Eshet Ish, which is more strict. So the Gemara explains, Mishum de Kabaalimitini, because it wanted to say the, the continuation of that Mishnah, Vim Mishini said to but if the Aidim came after she already got married, she doesn't have to get divorced from her second husband. That's the Hidush. So the Gemara asks, That works great. Like according to Rabbah Baravinu, we saw yesterday, who mentioned that last line is going on the last part where it says, But according to Rabbi Oshaya, who mentioned that Dean of once she got married and then the Adin came, we don't make them divorced. He mentioned it on the, the first case, which talks about a woman saying that she was an Eshet Ish, but she got divorced. What are you going to say over there? Meaning the whole Eshet Ish, Pesha Sapesh, it was already mentioned in the Mishnah before. I don't need another Hidush over here. So the Gemara explains, no, you didn't need it. Because you wanted to bring the next case, which talks about two women who are taken into captivity who are believed one on the other. So the Gemara asks, why do I need that case? So the Gemara explains, Maybe we have to worry that you know she is going to testify about her, she's going to testify about her, and maybe we should deem them not believed one on the other. Kamash Mishnah says, we're not worried that they're going to scratch each other's backs and uh, and lie, rather we believe them. What do we do with the two, uh, two men who walk into Betin, each one saying, I'm a Kohen? And if they're, they're testifying on each other, we believe them. What do we have to mention that? You already told me that we don't worry that people are going to lie and uh, he's going to lie about him, he's going to lie about the, his friend. The government says, No, the whole reason they brought that in because they want to mention that if we deem someone a Kohen based on the testimony of one Aed or you need two. And Tanura Banan, a man walks into Betin with his friend. One of them says, Ani Kohen, Vahavri Kohen, we're both Kohanim, Neeman. He's believed to make him able to eat uh, teruma. People can give him teruma based on his uh, testimony. But when it comes to letting him get married, that's a different story. Now, what exactly does that mean? Tosfor explains that if he marries a 100% kosher woman and he has a daughter, and that daughter wants to marry a kohen, they still have to look into her. It's not 100% clear. The Ramban explains it could either mean that his friend is not believed when regards to saying he's a mamzer, halal, etc. 
And the Ramban also mentions in the name of Rabbein Utam that he's not believed when it comes to marriage, but he is believed, one Eid is believed to letting him work in the Beit HaMikdash. Either way, he's only believed that he could eat a not marrying a woman. There has to be three people walking to Beit HaMikdash. Two have to testify on this guy, he's a Kohen. And two guys testifying on the other one that he's a Kohen. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Af He's not even believed. One witness is not even good enough to let him eat teruma. There has to be three people. Two testifying on this guy, two testifying on this guy. What comes out of all this is we have to say that Rabbi Yehuda Hayish Legomlin. Rabbi Yehuda is worried that people are going to uh, cover for each other. They're going to scratch each other's back. He's going to say he's a kosher coin. The other one's going to say he's a kosher coin. That's why he needs to idim. Rabbanan are not worried that people are going to do that for each other. Now, like says, we are the opposite. Uh, the donkey leaders, those who, uh, ca- uh, who carry different types of grains, they bring uh, grains from cheaper places to sell in the, in the, in the big cities. They came to the city, and one of them said, My grain is new, it didn't dry up uh, what it's supposed to dry, but my friend's is dry, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Or he said something like, Mine, uh, my crop, my stock didn't take maaser from it. My friends did. We don't believe him because number one, you're an Amarites and we don't believe you on maasrot. But on top of that, we're always worried that the reason he's praising his friends, it's like it's like that's the whole game that he's praising his friends so everyone could buy his friends and uh, therefore his friends will do that for him in a different city and they'll split the profits. And Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda believes him. So you see, Rabbi Yehuda is not worried that they're going to do this for each other, and Rabbanan are worried, which is the total opposite from what we're learning over here. So the Gemara explains, Something is wrong. Either we have to flip ours, or the Abraita has to be flipped over. You don't have to flip anything. What's the reason Rabbi Yehuda is more lenient by the donkey leaders? Over there is Bidimai. We're dealing with the fruits of Ami Aratzot. It's all one big safek if they took Maser or not. Therefore, Hekelu Hachamim were lenient because they're over Ami Haaretz. Maserin and the majority of Ami Haaretz, they give Maserot. Amarava, Derbiuda, Derbiuda, Kasha, Drabanan, Adrabanan, Lokasha. Wait, you have a problem with Rabbi on himself. What about Rabbanan on themselves? What about them? On one hand, over here, they believe when a guy says that his friend is a Kohen, and with the donkey, they don't believe it. So what are you going to do with that? You have to say, you have to say, like Rabbi is not arguing on himself, he's not contradicting himself, like we just explained, that we're more lenient when it comes to Maser. And you have to explain also the Rabban and the Rabban Lakashia either. They, they don't contradict themselves either. The way Rabbi Hama Bar Okba saddled our Mishnah. When he's holding the utensils of his profession. Over here also with this Mishnah, with the donkey leader selling the grain, you have to say. We're talking about a situation where he's holding his utensils. So you could see that uh, these people are trying to make a sale and they're just covering for one another. So the Gemara asked the obvious question, 
Where did Rabbi Hamaba say his words that the person is holding his tools? Aha, it's going on the following Mishnah Tanan. Hakadar, a person selling pots. He's a haver, that means he keeps everything. He left his things in Shutarabim. He went to the water to drink. He wanted to drink water out of the river. Pnimiyot tehorot. The ones that are closer to him are tahor. And the chitzonot, the ones that are closer to Rishtarabim, temeot. And the problem is, that we have another Brayta that says the ones that are close to him, far from him, are tame. So, Amar, Rebi, Hama, Bar Okva, that Brayta is talking about when he's holding his tools. That means he's going to sell. And what's the problem? Everyone is touching those pots to, to see if they like it, they like the quality, they, they want to see how big it is. And therefore, even Amirat so touch it, make it tame. The Gemara says, We have a Brayta that says the, whether the, the inside ones, the outside ones are all tahor. So Amar bi Hama bar Okva b'she'en kele umanu tovedo. That Brayta is talking about where he doesn't have his tools on him, so no one is just uh, touching his things for no reason. Okay, ve'ela hadit nan. But we learned in, in the Mishnah pnimiyot tehorot ve'chitzonot temeot herim mashkahatla. So in what type of situation is it that the ones that are near him are tahor, the ones that are far from him are tameh? So the Gemara explains the smicha leshut rabim. He went to go drink something next to reshut rabim. Now, what's the problem? Umishum hipufer reshut rabim. The reshut rabim doesn't have a lot of space, and people are squishing onto the to the things all over reshut rabim. There is not too much room, so they're squishing themselves. They're rubbing against the walls. They're rubbing against the cars, the wagons. They're rubbing against his pots. And the problem is, in a shutarbim, you have a good uh, law-abiding citizens, but you also have ame aratso to artamen. If they're touching his things, they're tame. So let's say he has his wagon. He went to go drink something in a house for a second. The ones that are towards the shutarabim, people are touching, and therefore the tame. The ones that are closer to the Rashut Ahid where he went to drink. No one's touching that and therefore it's Tahor. So over there he mentioned uh, where, he, where the person is holding his tools. Uh, so we're mentioning it also over here with, uh, da, with the donkey leaders who are carrying the grain that if they're holding their utensils in their hands that means you know they're sellers and you can't believe them because they're Covering for one another. Another way to explain Rabbi Huda's contradiction on himself, why sometimes he believes uh, the people are covering for one another, and sometimes he doesn't. They're not arguing, do we cover for one another? That's not even the, uh, the question here. Rather, Do we say someone is a Kohen where he could marry like a Kohen, or he has the rules of a Kohen, or he could work in the Beit HaMikdash to Kohanim, go up for the first Aliyah like a Kohen, based on him eating Terumah or not. Rabbi Uda holds, listen, if you see a person eating Terumah, then you know he's a Kohen, then you're going to testify that he's a Kohen when it comes to marriage, when it comes to uh, Yehus, and all the other things. And if we believe one person for Terumah, then we're believing one person for all these other things, and usually you need two. And Rabbanan, on the other hand, hold that if you see a person eating teruma, it doesn't necessarily make him a Kohen, like a bad lineage. It doesn't mean 
he's now the next Kohen Gadol. Therefore, you could accept uh, one night, but if he's going to want to do anything past Iteruma, he's going to have to bring more proof. So, how about if someone does Kohanim, is that strong enough to make him a Kohen or not in regards to lineage? So, it's a question according to Rabbi Uda who said a person eating teruma could be is a Kohen. And it's also a question according to Rabbanan who said in Ma'alin that we don't say a person eating teruma is a Kohen in regards to lineage. It's a question according to Rabbi who said if someone eats teruma, we could say his lineage is a Kohen. The question is, you could say that's only in regards to teruma, because the person is eating teruma and he, you see that he doesn't care. That means he's so positive he's a Kohen, doesn't care to eat teruma. That if, remember, if he's a Zar, if he's not a Kohen eating teruma, that's a mitabi de shamayim. But doing Kohanim, the Isura Ase, it's only no Isura Ase, it says Kote Barechu, only Kohanim, not Zarim, but, not, but no Karet, maybe lo, maybe that's not a um, proof. Or Dilma, or maybe Lo Shalom, maybe it doesn't make a difference between an uh, Ase, a Karet, that then, at the end of the day, if he's doing Kohanim stuff, he's a Kohen. And again, Tiba'i, the Madamar, and Ma'alin. It's also a question according to Rabbanan who hold that if someone's eating Tiruma, that doesn't make him a Kohen in regards to lineage. Maybe that's only teruma the mitachla because that's done in private. You eat at home privately. No one sees you eating uh, teruma. So if the guy is eating teruma in private, that's no big deal. Avon nesiut kapaim the parhesia. If a person is doing kohanim, that's public. Ilav kohen. If he really wasn't a kohen, kol lehay lo machtif inayish nafshe. A person wouldn't be so brazen to go do kohanim in public unless he really knew he was a kohen. Or maybe it doesn't make a difference between private or public. At the end of the day, doing Kohanim is not a good enough of a proof that you are a Kohen. And the Gemara ends off that Rab Hazda Rabbi Avina, they had a machloket. One said Kohanim is good enough to say he's a Kohen, and one says it's not good enough to say he's a Kohen. And Amar Le Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Le Rabba, Maule Alot Minisiut Kapaim Le Yuhasin. He asked the question, if a person does uh, ko- uh, Kohanim, does that make him a Kohen? And Amale, it's Pluktad de Rav Hazda Rabbi Abina. It's a machloket between Rav Hazda and Rabbi Abina. And he'll hit Amale, okay, what's halakha? Amale, so Rav explained, Ana matnita yadana, I know a braita. Detanya Rabbi Yossi Omer, Gidola Hazaka, is Hazaka is so strong, Shin Emar, it says in Sefer Ezra, that Umi Bnei Kohanim, when Ezra was counting the people coming up from Eretzel, there was a lot of Kohanim who married Goyot and their children of Halalim, and they couldn't come up with the right uh, paperwork that they were real Kohanim, and they were like pushed away. They became Pasul from being Kohanim. They're not eat any Kodesh foods until the Mashiach comes. There was no Urim Tumim in the second Bet HaMikdash. And the Brayta explains, told them, You are whatever your Hazaka is in the exile. What were you eating over there, Bagola? You're eating terumah that you could eat anywhere, meaning only the rabbanans that you could eat outside of itself. 
Afghan because Shegevol. So over here also you could only eat that type of Kodashim, meaning even though you did Kohanim, too bad, it doesn't count for anything over here. And if you held that if they do Kohanim, you could uh, you could have them be Kohanim. These obviously uh, these uh, fake Kohanim coming from Babel, since they're doing Kohanim, you're allowing to them uh, to do Kohanim. Uh, maybe a Betin will make a mistake and let them be actual Kohanim. Obviously, you see that if you see held that if someone's doing Kohanim, that doesn't make him a Kohen in in regards to lineage. But the Gemara pushes back. No, Shani Haka, that whole story is different. The Ria his Hazaka got ruined. The because if you don't say that, according to the Rabbi Uda who said that if someone's eating Terumah, he could be Kohen. Since these uh, fake Kohanim were eating Terumah, maybe we're going to make them uh, Kohanim also. They maybe let them work in the Beit Hamikdash also. You have to say Mishum You have to say that their Hazaka that they had in Babel was not a good Hazaka. So now the Gemara asked the obvious question. So when he said the Hazaka so great, what was the Hazaka that he was talking about? What was Rabbi Yossi talking about on Hazaka? So the Gemara explains because Okay, in the beginning in Babel they only ate Rumah de Rabbanan. It's not the Oraita. Okay, fine, go do that. However, hashtachul bitrumade oraita. Now they're eating trumade oraita. We have to be more careful, and that's why he had to stop everything. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.